Welcome to episode 20, season two of Relevant Conversation for All. Today's episode is entitled Black Envy Acknowledgement. Today, Miss Viola Fletcher, a 107-year-old survivor of the Tulsa massacre, addressed Congress. Uh, we thought it would be best to allow you to hear a voice of truth. Here seeking justice, and I'm asking my country to acknowledge what happened in Tulsa in 1921. The night of the massacre, I was awakened by my family. My parents and five siblings were there. I was told we had to leave, and that was it. I will never forget the violence of the white mob when we left our home. I still see black men seeing being shot. Black bodies lying in the street. I still smell smoke and see fire. I still see black businesses being burned. I still hear airplanes flying overhead. I hear the screams. I have lived through the master every day. Our country may forget this history, but I cannot. I will not. And other survivors do not. And our descendants do not. We That's powerful, very powerful. Very powerful. As we noted in our previous episode, um, the May 31st edition of the Tulsa Tribune spurred a confrontation between black and white armed individuals around the courthouse where Dick Rowland, the accused black man was being held. On June 1st, 1921, Greenwood was looted and burned by white rioters. Then Governor Robinson declared martial law and National Guard troops arrived in Tulsa. Tulsans had every reason to believe that Roland would be lynched after this arrest. People, some of them agents of the government, deliberately burned or otherwise destroyed homes. Not one of these criminal acts was then or ever have been prosecuted or punished by government at any level, municipal, county, state, or federal. Noted is that the American Red Cross did provide a model of human behavior in assisting the massacre victims. Designating it as a riot prevented insurance companies from having to pay benefits to the people of Greenwood whose homes and businesses were destroyed. Um, there is no doubt that the sharing of truth is the only way to fix the future. Um, and as right. also noted, it is why there is such a hard stance against the 1619 Project. There is such a hard stance of presenting truth as it is historically, right. because it will reveal the true happenings in this country. It is also an admission of guilt, which um, I don't feel that this government is prepared to do, not wholly anyway. They, they are not. And it is so true that um, there has to be acknowledgement. There has to be admission that what was done, not only in Tulsa, but uh, to uh, Blacks, 
in this country have never been uh, fully acknowledged or nor has there been any type of reparation ever offered for uh, the events that have happened when after, even after slavery supposedly ended, uh, there's a, uh, a fear in the government that they would never be able to repay what has happened if they did, you know, that admission. So they're very, they stopped short of admitting that slavery was wrong. What happened in Tulsa was wrong. What happened a hundred times over and more in this country and continues to happen is wrong. And they feel as though they will open themselves up for lawsuits and the demand for reparations for these events. And, you know, it's just a very selfish thought pattern that uh, everything that happens, in particular to Blacks, not that other, uh, other uh, people have not been wronged by the United States, but everyone else has received some type of reparation. Right. And when it comes down to Blacks, we're told to forget because it was a long time ago. And when we look at Holocaust, you know, the saying is never forget. Right. Never forget what has happened or you run the risk of it happening again. And, but when it comes to Blacks whose history was actually stolen from them. You know, they're brought to a, far, a foreign land in order to labor and, and basically be tortured for generations. Then it's like, you forget about that. We're not there now. But it has never been acknowledged and fully apologized for. So we remain in this endless spiral of, you know, certain, certain people thinking that, hey, everything was, you know, fine. You know, we just asked you to work for us. And then we brought you to this great land in order to live and you should be happy. Right, right. If I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, the atrocity runs so deep and yeah. extends for such a long period of time, as you said, that um, it requires literally going back and rewriting portions of history. It requires the admission of guilt. It requires the acknowledgement of the heinous crimes that this country has committed against Blacks. It also requires uh, this country to not be that shining star that it's always been to other countries in right. their promotion of democratic means. It requires them to say, hey, you know what? We're not as perfect as we portrayed ourselves to be. Um, exactly. We cannot also forget that many of the perpetrators um, still exist in our government. People who uh -huh. were around during um, atrocities such as uh, Tulsa or have, were directly related to someone who may have participated in Tulsa and they chose to carry on right. the same ideals are within our very government. 
Um, right. This would require, and this being the, the acknowledgement and the admission of guilt, the admission of a heinous crime, this would require a revamping of our government structure, which they are Absolutely. not going to do. Um, we, we were talking about okay. something similar to the uh, trials that went on after World War II. Right, right, the Nuremberg trials. There, here's, the, here's the thing, is that people often say, people who are, are not Black will often say, you know, my ancestors, my forefathers did this, not me. You know, why should I be held responsible but I was watching a special on Netflix called 500 Years Later. And someone said something so poignant in that special where they said, listen, these, this law of the descendants of individuals or the recipients of the benefits of things that happen when another party was being wrong is responsible by your law. This is the law that was developed in Europe. This is not the law that people are trying to hoist upon you. This law exists. Just like if you take over a company that has that, you incur that debt. If you take over a house that owes taxes, you must pay those taxes in order to own that house free and clear. You don't get to wipe away what happened in the past just because you want to. You have to fully address what has happened in the past in order to move on with the future. And this is a law that was set long before um, people actually started coming over to this country. Like it, it is being ignored that those laws exist and existed and people were trying to avoid them by saying, hey, this was 150, this was 200 years ago. You know, these atrocities, you know, they weren't as bad. And I'm about to veer off course, but come back. Just as our government today is trying to say that the insurrection that happened on <laughs> January 6th right. was not an insurrection, but they were people just touring the White House. <laughs> what? You know, don't believe your lying eyes is what they're trying to tell us. And with regard to uh, slavery, with regard to Tulsa, you know, the, the idea that it's over so it doesn't matter anymore is not only unfair and unjust, it's a slap in the face today. It's an insult to the intelligence of any human out there who knows the truth and, you know, is trying to seek justice. And for, there were actually three people three Tulsa survivors, um, including Ms. Ms. Fletcher, who testified before Congress, and for them to live this long and to seek justice, it is time that they get it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, part of this also extends from the belief of slaves being less than human. And that is 
um, also in part why the government struggles with this today. While you still have people, unfortunately, mostly Republicans who stand up in opposition to this because in their head, those slaves were not people and they are therefore not worthy of reparations. And it was a good time. And I put that in quotes as they would refer uh -huh. to it because it was a time when their families prospered. It is a time right. that provided them with wealth. It is a time that has uh -huh. given them the old money that floats within the veins of their families now. So for them right. to acknowledge and to agree to reparations means that part of their royal pot, their pot of gold would be dipped into. And for the majority of these folks, that pot of gold is representative of everything. Forget about human life. It is preserving uh -huh. the racist ideals that they have held onto for centuries that has made their family structure what it is today. That has presented them with the wealth that they now sit upon while their own constituents remain on welfare. <laughs> but this is what right. the focal point is. I mean, it, it, perfect example, Mitch McConnell, 80 something years old. Absolutely. His family thrived mm -hmm. off of the numerous slaves that they had. His family wealth was built on the backs of slaves. Right. So for him to say, well, you know what, let's move ahead and, and let's start telling the truth. That means that his pot of gold is going to be dipped in. It also right. means that everything that he has said, everything that he has believed in, every lie that he convinced himself was truth will have to be recanted. And he is not. And, and to your point, of, of course not, to your point, he is a very wealthy man in one of the poorest states exactly. in the country. Exactly. And, and when we talk about constituents and, you know, it is the wealthy constituents of that state that put him back in office. There is no way. You know, when we talk about recounts, <laughs> I, oh, I think I, that I, there should have been a recount there. Um, you know, there's so some... respond right to to questions in the debate. He right. didn't respond. He just smiled. Exactly. He just laughed. Right. So when we're looking at what's happening, what has happened, if it were. Any other, for, for example, and this isn't, this statement isn't meant to be malicious toward any race, any other race. Um, and what I will say is that an Asian uh, bill was passed yesterday against violence against Asians. And it should have been. Yes. It absolutely should have been. Why hasn't a similar bill been passed with regard to 
the violence against black people because in this country because who have been experiencing violence for 450 to 500 years on this land. Mm-hmm. Well, that is again, because um, black people have not been, been considered humans as a whole for centuries. That's why. Um, it, is, it is no longer acceptable for uh, people to say, well, slavery was legal at the time. It's no longer acceptable for people to push it off on the law of the day. Wrong is wrong, and it has to be addressed. Great. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, there is a responsibility of this country as well as the accountability of this country to abolish the hate that they've created. It is their responsibility to do this. And if they truly want to have a nation that is built on a platform of democracy, if they truly want this country to be great, then they need to address this and they need to begin addressing this now because um, they will see that in the effort to address the past four or 500 years, um, it will become like peeling an onion. There will be so many layers, so many things revealed that I'm right. sure that other countries will look at this country and gasp and say, what are you? Are you animals? What have you done? <laughs> Don't tell right. me how right. my country when you've treated your own people this way. And to, to your point, they did not consider black people, people. Right. So how they treated them always has been different than other people who have migrated to the country. It's kind of like, okay, you know, they weren't people at that point. At what point did black people become people? Right. Have they ever fully been recognized as people, you know? Um, and the fact that you could tell a group to forget massacres like the one that happened in Tulsa and to move on and never give justice to what, what actually happened during that time, it, it shows that, um, Blacks are considered devoid of feeling of, you know, remembering, you know, having good sense um, and not taking, oh, you know, let's move on. Start, you know, that's a shame, but, you know, it happened and now let's move on. And to, to your point again, just that we're, the, we're looking at a situation where um, a group, a specific group, is considered less than human. Right. Right. Um, you know, Black people, I think, became people, and I put that in quotes, when it benefited this government for them to do so. Uh, for example, in terms of uh, elections, when the Black vote, mm-hmm. a significant vote, then all of a sudden Black folks became important. They became people. But if you notice in the last election, right. um, 
the very same people that some of these uh, trifling government officials relied on all of a sudden did not count. And that is marked right. by the record number of Republican states who are attempting and have brought back laws to suppress voters, particularly black voters. So um, of course, of it, course. It, it's been almost like an option for um, the powers that be to consider black people as being human as opposed to considering black people not to be human. They toggle with that. Again, it, it becomes part of that systemic game of when, when there is value to being counted as human and when there's value of not counting as human. Um, it's a disgusting game. Yeah. Um, it is a game that mimics um, the efforts of Hitler and right. he did to the Jewish population. Um, uh -huh. It's horrifying um, to watch a documentary on the rise of Hitler, the things that he said, the things that he had done, uh -huh. his game plan, so to speak, and to watch the similarities that unfold yep. in this country under the previous administration. Um, and to think that that non-human was allowed to do so. Um, well, frankly, it was always there, right? Um, the Hitler gives the Hitler gives credit in his speeches to the United States for being a foundation for some of his ideas. Oh, oh yes. So yeah. it's. And that individual who somehow became president of the United States, um, where was his grandfather from? Mm -hmm. You know, his grandfather sprang from that same land. So, and that's not to say that all Germans are bad right. people. And, you know, knowing that Hitler was actually Austrian, but, you know, we're not even going to go there. I ended up taking over Germany. <laughs> yeah, he was also Jewish. But, but yeah, another conversation. Exactly. We're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, talk about one hating themselves, you know. But when we, you know, talk about where evil sprang from yes individuals came over from europe to this land and the evil that was originally done to the indigenous people that uh were here before them you know atrocious and then you know bringing slaves over to work the land um in order to you know, profit and not pay anyone. And it, not only that, but to torture people, you know, they took great effort and uh, did things that, you know, came up with new ways of torture in order to maintain this enterprise of slavery. Mm -hmm. And we just really 
have to, as a country, acknowledge, like, on the special, and I'll just go briefly into it, 500 years later, again, there were slaves, slavery in Africa. Right. But there was a, a young man that was interviewed that was a slave to two households in Africa before he actually came here to the States as a slave. He said, there's no comparison. In Africa, even though you were a slave, you were part of the family. You were not tortured. You understood your position and slavery was not permanent or generational. You know, so there's, and whenever you talk to um, a white historian who wants to deny or justify the slavery that took place here in the Americas, they will also always bring up, hey, someone helped um, that was, you know, from that land. And also there was slavery in Africa, but not that type of slavery. I think, you know, it needs to be called named differently because it, it was not what happened here in America. Right. This was generational torture that happened here in America. And, and it still has not been uh, fully acknowledged or rectified. Right, right. And it can't be, right. but the effort hasn't even gone into it. Yeah, yeah. And there were rules to slavery um, at that time. That exactly. Former slave and mm -hmm. I was talking about, there were rules. Um, you know, to your point, evil, was always there, but it has never been challenged to the magnitude as it was during World War II against someone, some non-human with such a level of hate and ignorance. Um, uh -huh. You know, uh, and that brings us full circle back to Tulsa. And again, the the masquerading of what took place. There was a period of time where people actually debated whether this happened or not. Um, right. and it wasn't until official records and, and um, recordings and such were presented that it is finally being acknowledged as having had taken place. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that it was even questioned as to whether it happened or not. In, in it of itself is very insulting. Um, right. But again, it, it, it shows that there has always been that pass for those who actively made decisions to rape, maim, lynch, and do all sorts of atrocities against black humans. And I'm adding in that word humans because I want to acknowledge and I want others to acknowledge that it doesn't matter what those hate mongers choose to call black folks, but black folks are humans. And there's no way right. they can get around this and they're running out of time. Um, 
as the truth becomes more and more evident, there will come a time where they will not be able to deny it. They just won't be able to. Um, and it's going to be truth across many points, not just in the world of black folks, but in every area, the truth is going to be revealed. Um, it will be interesting to see how this country handles this. It'll be interesting to see how the country handles um, Miss Viola Fletcher's testimony and the testimony of the other two survivors. I'm sure they never anticipated yes. these survivors coming forward because in years past, when atrocities were committed against black folks, they were so frightened for the most part to say anything. Exactly. That much of this went without accountability. But it's a new day. It's a new dawning. And the time has mm -hmm. come. So again, we are at the end of this week's episode. Uh, please continue to present questions, to um, send in your comments. Um, let's see what happens with the testimonies presented today. I hope that it is responded to in good faith. I hope that it is addressed. I hope that it is acknowledged. Um, I cannot imagine it not being at this point. However, as you and I both know, we've seen things happen. Right. So, yeah, never ceases to amaze. No, never does. So thank you for joining us yet again. Please keep listening. Pass on the good word. Pass on the truth. And we will see you next time. Thank you.